0: You're listening to Make Way For Man here on the More Than Punk podcast with Sebastian Mackay. This week I am talking to Make Way For Man's guitarist Drew Shepard about making money on Spotify, their new EP rights, and the commercials of being an indie band. Drew's joining me from his home in Perth, Australia. We're on a bit of a shitty internet connection for this one, so forgive me for any technical glitches. Uh, But this is my conversation with Drew from Make Way For Man. Thank you for hanging out and um and jumping on the podcast with me. I really appreciate it. I've listened to the yeah, new right. e- I've listened to the new EP um and I mean it's a work of art, right? It's pretty it's pretty good, so I'm keen to like dig into that with you guys. Um I think the first the oh, first yeah. thing that that I'm always interested to know when I when I talk to guys about like releasing EPs versus releasing albums and stuff. And I know that for different bands, it's always at different levels. But do you guys find that when you're coming out with music and that sort of thing, you you sort of take into account the way that people listen to things on Spotify? So what I'm thinking of when I ask that question is, like, most people say they don't listen to an album top to bottom, right? They sort of jump around. Does that play into how you release your tracks?
1: Uh, it does now. <laughs> it yeah. didn't, uh, in the past, well, I mean, we... It was a while, it's been a while between releases um, like two, three years probably. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always personally thought the way that you just said, uh, especially now, um, mm. from now on after this, literally all I want to do is just do singles. Um, right. Yeah. I know that a lot of people don't like that, um, but it actually works out for me personally a lot better and it keeps me motivated and everyone motivated because doing an ep or especially an album and when it's sort of more involved music like what we're trying to do yeah it can be a year longer and you get kind of um uh, complacent and a bit you lose a bit of momentum and um everyone just it's not a fun time (laughs) You know, it's a lot of it's a lot of work, and you're getting no real, um, like uh, release. I guess if you play shows, you do. But um, so then with a the single, it's sort of it's a quick process. I say quick, but it's like still a stupid couple of months. But it's it's not it's not as slow as a year or longer, mm. and um, it keeps people interested. Um, and the way it's set up now with like Spotify and all that, people don't I'm not you know, they're listening to one of our songs and they're on to the next band. So mm-hmm. I personally think it's better to just do what do the way it's and you know, the way it works better, which is just singles.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been really interesting. Cause I feel like I'm one of the only, I mean, you probably do this too, but like the only people that listen to an album top to bottom and I'll deliberately go into Spotify and put on an album's yeah. first song and, and listen to it the whole way through. But when you're doing that. Yeah. Like, I'll, and,
1: I'll do it. Yeah. Like what you said, I'll do the same thing, but it has to be a band that I really like. Like if I hear their one song and I'm like blown away, I'm like, well, now I have to listen to more of this, you know? So, yeah.
0: yeah. Does it? How does it, like, because, I mean, obviously a lot of bands use a full album to to, or a full EP to tell stories and and work people through, like, a a sort of narrative of some kind, right? So when you're coming up and you're thinking, we're just going to do singles, how does it change your songwriting process?
1: It would. Yeah, that's, I mean, I haven't really done that yet. So... Heavy tracks and then more proggy stuff and then slower and and the beauty of the EP is we can sort of cover all of that. But yeah, with singles you've got you could probably change up the song and have it different. You know, going through different genres and styles. But so that would definitely influence it. And the vocals on the on this EP are kind of all tied together as well. So yes, that will also influence it. I mean, generally that they. Do sort of more uh, upbeat vocals, like <clears throat> positive style vocals, rather than very negative. Mm-hmm. So that theme will stay the same, and and um, you know, hopefully, when you hear one of our songs, whether it's heavy or whether it's slow, you'll be able to know that it's us when you hear it. Mm-hmm. So that ties it in, I think. But but yeah, that's interesting. I'm, We'll have to really think about that because we, I have already, like, because of Corona, there's no, we've been doing nothing. So I've just been writing new songs and we've got a whole bunch of new songs, but same thing, they're different. They're all different style songs. So now we've got to pick how we're going to do that. But I guess I'll come to that soon enough.
0: Yeah, have you done the sort of, I think it's becoming traditional, like that sort of traditional lockdown song where it seems like everyone (laughs) has one? Yeah. Well, yeah, I do, I guess. like
1: uh, It's not, I haven't really thought about it as a lockdown zone, but I've done my like three or four newies um, just sitting around because we can't do much and anything else. Mm. It's pretty, I mean, it sucks, but at the same time, hopefully people in bands like, use the time wisely rather than just being depressed because you can't leave the house. Mm. So I've, I've, I've used it reasonably wisely in
0: that sense. So. Talking about using the time wisely, uh, it's mm-hmm. been interesting talking to a couple of guys that talked about different ways that they can engage people to listen to their music. You know, people want to be um, like stimulated sort of orally and visually, and it's more of a whole package thing. Like, has that been yeah. a challenge for you guys or have you sort of stayed the course and done that traditional style release with the EP? <laughs> uh, well, uh, I wanted to
1: be traditional it didn't really work out that way yeah Uh, we haven't i i I haven't been that um innovative with all the corona thing like we haven't done like live streams and all that we should but i guess i've just been too busy so um we initially planned to already have it out and we've done tours by now Mm. um so the we'd we released one on one or even two singles just as the Virus started. It ended up being three singles. Three singles um, when we really only wanted to do two and then release the EP. Yeah, uh, right. But you know, just sort of do what you gotta do. <laughs> I'd like to to get into more of the live streaming that in Perth, and I'm pretty sure it's the same for you. you you've got no cases over there. Um, we're open, so we can play gigs here if we want. Mm-hmm. Um, it, there is a cap on how many people I think, but uh we're pretty i don't think we've had any cases for weeks and no one's even worried about it everyone's just going about their day so that's good
0: yeah it's been interesting i think because i think for a lot of people they've sort of realized the impact that art has on on our lives you know when we when we can't access gigs all of a sudden i think at least for our community everyone's sort of going what the fuck do we do In, in both like an existential sense and in like a you know, um, literal sense. So, how have you guys been sort of dealing with that that shift as a, a touring band? You know.
1: Um, yeah, <laughs> it's it is funny. Like you, you don't realize how much you miss live music and going to see bands until you don't have it. <laughs> mm. um, yeah, I mean, like I guess going a bit back to the same thing. I'm just trying to keep myself busy writing music and. Um, keeping my mind going on what we can do once it's done, once it's finished. So you know, I mean, there's bands now that are just they online bands; they've never even played a show before. So mm. um, don't think I really want to be one of those. I enjoy playing live, but there's plenty you can do as a band to elevate yourself without even playing a show. Still the best way is playing shows and getting fans and meeting people. But, you know, you can sit around and twiddle your thumbs and just wait for things to go back or you can just get on with it and try and make the best of a shitty situation.
0: Yeah, totally. It's it's interesting that like sort of digital-only bands because I've always thought of that as like a sort of, I was going to say Juice WRLD, but I think that might be a bad example. But it's that sort of Spotify rapper thing, right, where like the track's are like a minute and a half long, and it sort of seems a little bit like the antithesis to what we believe in as Metalheads.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, like prog songs that are like nine and a half minutes long. You can't do that. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I couldn't be just an online band. I'd have to to play shows because that's sort of the the reason i got into this in the first place
0: really mm-hmm. with the kind of ep being out in the, in the world i i sort of want to ask you from like a non sales commercial point of view like what do you hope that that it achieves now that it's sort of out in the wild and and doing its own thing sure
1: yeah um well i hope that it's just it does better than our last thing no, basically. I yeah. mean, that's what everyone hopes, right? We, yeah. But, um, yeah, it, it's, this one was more, and this might be a thing with bands in general, like the first one sort of gets you out there and then the second one's kind of more signature sound of yours, I guess. And that's the same with this. It's It reflects what we are a lot better than the first one where we were kind of finding our feet and trying things. This one has a little bit more varied, songs. I don't know if you may not have heard them all. Yet. Yeah. Yeah. Know, I've too. heard them all. Okay, sure. So yeah, it has a little bit more ver- I mean, there's parts of the songs with like rap in it and um, then there's sort of death songs and then crazy leads. And so we're trying to get more of all of the, those aspects on it. And, and I kind of hope that if someone if someone's into say a specific genre, they could listen to us and maybe almost hop onto mm-hmm. something else that they're not normally really into, you know? So that's kind of always been the goal for me personally. Um, yeah. Just don't sort of pigeon your whole self, pigeonhole yourself in one style and just broaden your musical um, influences. And that's what this EP kind of is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've obviously been writing music for a long time, right? But what's it been like sort of finding your feet um, and broadening that sound out publicly? Cause obviously people grab onto a band and they're like, this is what I like. This is what I want to expect at infinitum. And -hmm. and like you said, the first one gets you out there. This is about, you know, establishing yourself. So what was that finding your feet process like?
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm just happy that people listen to our stuff and we don't really have to cater to anyone. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's a lot of bands that per- they got their purpose is to find what generally people like and accommodate and go for that. And that's fine, I don't fine, but I'm stoked that I can write and enjoy what I play and everyone else can in the band and people will actually listen to it. <laughs> mm-hmm. That is enough for me because we haven't had to change what we do at all we haven't had to go like oh look, maybe we should not do as many screams because people don't like screaming or maybe we should cut down on the solos because they're not into that like we've just done exactly what we want to do and it translates well enough you know obviously we could cut back on that and and follow more of the trend which you see a lot of bands doing mm-hmm. and we'd get we'd get more followers and people would more, um, would get out there better, but I'm happy doing what we're doing and if people yeah. like it, good.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's the thing, right, is you kind of do it first and foremost for yourself and then when people, when you put it out into the wild, it sort of becomes you know other people's and, and I guess that's yeah. that's kind of the metal way of doing it. Right?
1: That's it. <laughs> Sorry, it is it's metal, it's like you don't Really sacrifice? Well, you have to make sacrifices. Like you know, there's guys even in the band that will go like, "I don't really like that." You know, Mm -hmm. get rid of that. It's too this or it's too that. So you know, it's all about sacrifices. But it's not so Sacrificed that you almost feel like you're a cover band. You know, like just dirty playing covers sometimes. Like (laughs) like when you're original band, you know. So we haven't. Yeah, we haven't. We've just done what we want to do, and you know hopefully that translates and people enjoy it and want to, want
0: to keep hearing it. The, like the band dynamics thing, I think is always an interesting question. Cause if you if you have like a vision and this sort of thing that you want to do, how do you manage, you know, what the other guys might like or how you know far you can push them in a certain direction? Like what's that sort of process like? Imagine it's a lot of tough mm. conversations.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's, it's sort of, I guess everyone just has to be open to having their ideas scrutinised. Mm-hmm. So, um, and unfortunately, a lot of the music, not unfortunately, but I write a lot of the music, so I'm getting scrutinised a lot. <laughs> and I wasn't very good at that to begin with. I'm like, you know, quite headstrong, but I don't know, maybe it's an age thing, but as I got older, I don't care so much. If, if someone doesn't like, say, one of the vocalists, I'm like, I don't like that. And then someone else says i don't like it either well, i'll just go right i get rid of it. like fine whatever I'll, I'll work around it as long as they're happy for me to scrutinize in return mm. which everyone seems to be then um you know other thing is you, you really have to fight for your idea if you really believe that this breakdown is has to be in the song then you got to fight really hard until someone just gives you... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and
0: you'll right
1: keep the fucking breakdown, fine. And then, you know, we're not always right. Sometimes we're completely wrong. But, yeah, it all works out. But, you know, as long as we're not coming to punch-ups and <laughs> getting too angry, then it's all okay.
0: Yeah, you're not doing a Metallica and then releasing a whole documentary about that one time you struggled to write an <laughs> album, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, no, none of that. <laughs> Wouldn't be that interesting if we did
0: it, I feel like it wasn't that interesting when Metallica did it, if I can be completely honest. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, it wasn't really. I did watch it, but I just I mean, thought they so, you were know, kind of whinging a lot. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I was like, you guys have a lot of money anyway. Without turning this into like a Metallica hammer session, um, it's this I guess this is sort of a, a weird question, but uh, I'm gonna ask it anyway how like where you guys are at the moment you've obviously got the ep out and i'm gonna i'm gonna be mean and i'm gonna push you forward a bit like how do you prepare for sort of what's coming next when when like the future is so uncertain right are you is the plan just to like double down on the CP, push it for as long as possible and then when the world sort of kick starts again move, move in that direction
1: uh yeah so I it's tough to say it's like, I know, sorry, <laughs> because we can't tour off it. Yeah. I know. That's a good question. It's like, it needs to be thought about. And um, I don't know if I've thought about it enough as I should have, because literally I'm, every day I'm pushing the CP and doing everything on, you know, so as an independent band, we don't have people marketing and all this other stuff. So we've got to do it ourselves. Um, it has crossed my mind. I guess I've just, Thought I always look, um, I don't really hold on to songs like maybe I should for a while. Like, as soon as it's finished, it's out of my mind. Like, this EP, I love it and it's great. I'm no longer even thinking about it, I'm thinking about new stuff already. And you know, because I've got to be ahead a long way to, to make sure that everything runs smoothly musically. Mm-hmm and we keep going and keep going. So obviously for a lot of people, when we release the EP, it's the first time they've heard it, but you know, for us, some of the songs are like, we're first, supposed to be on the first EP, which is years. So um, I'm not, I, personally, I'm not really what I, we've got so much material, it's just get finding the time to, to get it written. And mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it, it's unfortunate that, there are a lot of people that have released music, they, they can't make the most of it, touring off it and all that. But, you know, we're in the same boat as everyone else. I know like local bands here that they're usually off touring internationally and they're just stuck. So that, so if it was, cause we're all in the same boat, I don't feel so bad. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> if, we, if we weren't, I would feel pretty shit. Uh, yeah.
0: Is, I think there's an interesting question and obviously when you're an independent band and you tour you're like not I mean everyone knows this but you're not playing for like loads of money right and it's sort of if you break even on a tour it's a great thing if you make a profit it's like an, an excellent thing. So in a weird kind of way has this sort of like area of downtime been able to give you guys a way to consolidate your war chest and look at you know putting more money into like music videos or sort of the other aspects of, of promoting an album.
1: Yeah, the death that is something that it has for sure. Yeah, um, I get like you're right with breaking even. Um, I guess there's other avenue, revenue sources that yeah. come from touring though. Like okay, when you play and you sell merch and that, and um, play the show, yeah, you, you know sometimes we get next to nothing to play a show, um, and it covers costs and that's it. But it's still the best way to get your name out there and get people talking about you, which in turn sells more merch and, Mm. you know, so although sort of finding new um, market and fans and everything is gone. So, you know, it kind of sucks. Yeah.
0: Yeah, But I mean, you got, you guys have got like almost 10,000, I was checking out your Facebook and stuff. It's like almost 10,000 likes or something. Right. So it's a pretty, yeah, like, like, it seems like a fairly sort of healthy, healthy community. Is that, did uh, I yeah, guess that sort of we, carry you through?
1: Maybe. Yeah. I'm um, Spotify does. We do all right. Like we get, yeah. and I wouldn't say it's a livable wage, <laughs> but uh, it's special. not. Yeah. It's enough to supplement, you know, certain things. And like, it's a good time to do videos and everything you can do that just set yourself up basically like, Mm. you know, that's how I look at it. Like you can't do anything else. So you might as well set yourself up so that when we're back to being able to travel, we're good to go. We're in front. And normally I'm always catching up, like always like, Oh shit, I'm behind on this. I've got to finish this song and do all that. I've never been in a position where I've got, all this material ready to go, all the promo ready to go, and I can just sit back and go, right, press press send <laughs> and we're done, you know? And that will be awesome. <laughs> yeah, it just absolutely. cuts back on so much stress.
0: I think that the Spotify one's such an interesting question. So, because obviously, like you hear of all these different examples in the music industry of people either being for Spotify or rebelling against the whole model. Um, and you know I mean like literal extremes from like independent bands like you guys were to Taylor Swift being like they don't pay enough I'm not going to put my music there but do you feel like not to put words in your mouth or lead the witness or anything but when you're doing something like Spotify it obviously makes it easier for people to connect you know with the band and find the band but does it kind of turn you into like a merch selling business when you know that the majority of your income is going to come from merch instead of you know spotify plays at like 0.003 cents a, a minute or whatever it is yeah.
1: i think if i was taylor swift level i'd be pissed about the money i'm getting from spotify yeah yeah but um at our level it's not that bad i mean okay yeah 0.003 cents fucking terrible no matter how you look at it, but, <laughs> yeah. um, but and we're not getting a shitload of money, but it's, it's, I think it's getting better. Um, you know, I was shooting on Spotify as well when it first started, mm. but, but now not only do you get a little bit of my email, it's not much, you know, you get on the right playlists, and you are getting all these fans that haven't heard you before. Um, which is better than it used to be. So mm. all all round I'm I'm on the fence. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. I don't like it, but in general I think it's all right. I think it's probably right. It would suck if you were Taylor Swift because you're losing so much fucking money. Mm. You know, like that's why, you know, like to bring up Metallica again, they went from C D sales, which is platinum CD sales at $30 a CD. It's fucking ridiculous. And, and now mm. they get 0. 0.004 cents 0004 a song. Like, that would piss me off because they all, they know what money they could have earned back in the day. And then it's all gone. We mm. never knew because we we're, were a new band. So we never had that, that income.
0: Do you guys want to move into the sort of boutique? I hate, I shouldn't say boutique, but I'm thinking of like if an indie band does vinyls and it's like a small, you know, you do like a limited run of like 500 vinyl or whatever. Is that something that you guys are, like, thinking about doing or not really that interested in? Like, what are your thoughts on, on going yeah. in the sort of physical direction? Um,
1: I never thought about vinyl. I don't know if we – like, we're not even going to do CDs um, unless people really ask for it on this mm. EP. It's just going to be digital. Um, what we did do once was we I decided to get some posters of, like, the first show we ever did of a band shot of all of us and then we all signed each other's on the poster and they sold quite quickly so something like that is cool um physical stuff is 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 definitely good merch we do okay but same deal like shows is where it all flies out the door mm. um when you're posting it up on facebook and stuff we we get sales but it's nothing like right when we play a show yeah um, and that's kind of where the physical CDs used to sell the most as well. Uh, shows people kind of you know, I'm i'm, I'm thinking you're probably like this, and I'm definitely like this. I want a physical CD, I, I probably wouldn't order one, but if I was at a show and I saw it, I'd be like, Oh, that's cool, and then I'd probably take it. So, yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. One thing I always love asking um, indie bands is, Is it weird when you do autographs and stuff for people and like people want your photo? Like, is that kind of like a, a mind thing?
1: Yeah, the biggest mind fight um, is when you're in somewhere random and someone knows who you are. <laughs> it's so fucking weird. Um, I was in, I was traveling in Asia just before, before this corona thing happened. I'd been living over there for like over a year. I was in Thailand in like a random bar and um, it was like a sort of more of a rock bar and mm-hmm. this guy came up and goes, hey, you're, what's an uh, what?" <laughs> <laughs> you know, so that, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, that is like if I was in Australia I could understand it, but I was in some fucking shithole bar in Thailand and and some guy knew I was. <laughs> so that was weird. But yeah, it is odd, mm. like signing things and but you know, at the same time it's it's kind of cool, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean that's that's I guess the balance, right? It's like it's it's obviously an awesome thing, but I could imagine that I would feel super strange about it. I've never, been, thankfully, I think it would freak me out too much. Being in a position where someone's been like, "Oh, hey, I know you from that podcast. Like, will you sign my baby?" Like, that would be that would be too weird for me, you know. Do you guys do you have like a level in mind that, and I I get that the dream is to like live off the music, but I mean above that, where where you want to reach? Like, is there sort of plans to be, you know, signed in the US and and touring, or like, where's your mindset at with those kinds of things?
1: Yeah, touring for sure. Um, So I've personally, actually, all the guys have been in other bands touring around Australia, Um, but I have never toured overseas, so that's pretty much where I want to get to. And like when you said, to be able to sort of quit your day job and and go over and uh, tour and break even or make enough money to be able to afford McDonald's every other night, but that's that's the goal. That's the goal. It's not that big a goal either. It's like, you know, we uh, we have no desire to be playing mass stadiums and doing all that kind of shit and having millions of fans you just want to tour make enough money to be able to tour and that's it you get you know you get to travel you get to meet people and um i don't really look at it as a work even yeah like totally the touring that i've done it's not it, you, you're sleep deprived and your diet goes to shit but but it's just awesome it's what you want to do it's what everyone's goal is
0: Yeah, and I feel I feel like it's that kind of thing where like if the millions of fans do come, you sort of like scale with it. You know what I mean? Like you you get more and more used to it, I guess, unless I mean I'm assuming that, you know, it's not gonna be like a voice situation, right, where all of a sudden you're no one and then there's like a million people that want your signature. But do you get what I mean? I feel like progression in the rock and metal scene is kind of it like prepares you for it. Yeah, that could be true.
1: I think Like, yeah, I wouldn't know how to take it going from, like you said, like someone with a voice, an unknown to have millions of fans. Like, that would be very strange. (laughs) Like, working your way up and playing shows to 20 people and then getting bigger crowds and da-da-da, like, that seems to be the best way to do it. Like, it prepares you for sure. And, um, you know, everyone's done those shitty gigs where, like, you know I've played the bar staff before, and like one homeless guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I've done the shit, and then I've done some good shows as well. And you just work at it and keep chipping away and try and get that next level.
0: Yeah, I booked a gig where the most people there were the bar staff. It was it was not a good time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, as long as the bar staff are enjoying it, it's better than nothing.
0: Then, it, then everyone wins. Yeah, dude. Thank you so much for. Um, <laughs> for hanging out and coming on the podcast if one of the things that i'm doing is playing a song from like the bands that i interview at the end of the podcast so people can sort of get a taste yes. for the music so do you yes. want not to like put you on the spot or anything but do you want to pick the the song from the new ep and we can we can put that at the end of the interview
1: sure uh, i think a good one would be um mvp and why is that Um, I think people are enjoying that one so far out of the ones we've released. They seem to be enjoying that one most. So give that one a spin if you can.
0: Awesome. Yeah, I absolutely can. Thank you for your time, dude. I really appreciate it.
1: No worries. Thanks for having
0: me. That was my conversation with Drew Shepard, the guitarist from Make Way for Man. Their new EP, Rights, is out now on all streaming platforms, and you can check out their song, MVP, coming up next here on the More Than Punk podcast.